Hi, my name's Brandon. And if you're anything like me, you love supporting local artists. And that's who we are. We're local artists, right? You like supporting local artists, don't you, Melissa? Yeah. And one way that you can do that, listener out there, is you can sign up for our brand spanking new Patreon page at patreon.com slash get the letter in the number two, the groove. Say that one more time. Patreon.com slash get did I say the letter, the letter N, in the number mm-hmm. two, the groove? I mm-hmm. suddenly got self-conscious that I said the number N, the letter two. No, you said it right, Kurt. <laughs> I was not coming for you. I was just trying to give so the good. people a second chance. You Fabulous. got it. Um, and you can join as a monthly subscriber and get uh, uh, fun things from us, local artists. Okay? Um, and you can feel good about yourself doing it. Um, and you can do this uh, in a few different ways. Uh, we have uh, tiered options for you out there. Um, Our first tier is the Girl Put Your Records On tier. Okay, You can subscribe for $2 a month, and what that gives you is access to our Discord server, meaning you can jump on the Discord whenever we are recording an episode, and you can put in your little two cents. Maybe we won't read it uh, live on air, but you know we'll see it, because we'll be on the Discord too. So you can comment and talk to other people and chit-chat and um, yeah, have yourself a gay old time with us. For two bucks a month. Um, I love it. Our next tier up is the Tin Root Rusted tier. And you can subscribe for five bucks a month and you get access to the Discord plus some bonus digital content, which is very exciting. Some videos, some some longer uh, uncut audio for you. Um... May I ask, on behalf of the listeners who are unaware, what is that a reference to, the name of this tier? Oh, my God. If you don't know this reference, first of all, uh, I don't know how this uh, how you missed this, but this is a reference to uh, a B-52 song called The Love Shack. Or is it just Love Shack? It's just Love Shack. J- just Love Shack, okay? We called out the quits recently. We've I got some young listeners, so I'm just, you know, making You're sure You're telling me the know. B-52s broke up? I believe. First that of all, is what I heard. I did not know they were still together. And second of all, tragic. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, Shame. it's Bop. It is the Bop, some, some might say. Yes. Um, and if you watch the video, there is a fun cameo by RuPaul. She shows up. Um, and in the middle of the song... The guy, I got, what's the guy's name? Do you know? Does anybody know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he says, you're what? And a woman screams, tin roof. Rusted. That's right. And then the song kicks back in. Um, I did some research, like looking up that phrase. And was like, what? Does it mean something? And uh, some uh, sources say that it means that like, it's someone telling somebody else that they're pregnant. Oh, I heard that it's somebody on their period. On their period. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It's on your period. Okay. I feel like that. What a weird way. Have you ever seen a rusty roof? It's like discreet. Like rusty tin? Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, that makes way more sense then. It's very discreet, Colton. Rusty. A little too discreet. Excuse me. Oh my God. We just took shots and uh, I got a very fruity burp just then. <laughs> Listen. There's more to the Patreon, okay? We've got another tier you could sign up for. You could sign up for the Hey Mr. DJ tier, and that's 10 bucks a month, and you get that Discord access, you get bonus digital content, and you get an entry to a drawing for the month. 
and that monthly drawing will contain, or that monthly prize will be a care package um, curated by us, your favorite record listening party. Um, And you get to put in a request for an album that you want us to cover sometime over the season. And those are the three, like, you know, reasonably priced tiers, but we do have one extra tier just for those those diehard fans, for those extra fans. Um, and it's for 100 bucks. It is the Do Free Bird tier. And what you get, you get Discord access, you get special admin privileges, you get bonus digital content, you get your own curated care package, and you get to come be on this show and talk about whatever fucking album you want to talk about with us. Um, so yeah, get your get your booty all over on over to patreon.com slash get the letter in the number two the groove. Um, do some shopping and uh maybe we'll see you on the Discord. Um and without further ado, we're gonna get into our um Third annual Anti Grammy Awards. As we all well know, it is award season, and in just a few days, um, an award show is going to come out. It's going to it's going to be aired. It's called the Grammys. It's hosted by Trevor Noah. Which you know, there's a, there's some there's some silver lining in it. I guess I don't know. I, I feel like Melissa, you've been over the Grammys for several years now. I've been over the Grammys for several years now. Yeah. Yeah, but Trevor Noah, I'm never over Trevor Noah. So. Never over Trevor I'll t- Noah. I tell you, I think there are a lot of artists who are kind of over the Grammys as well. A lot of people. Pulled, uh, Silk Sonic pulled out. Yep. Yes, Silk Sonic pulled out. Uh, several people pulled their their albums out of consideration. So it's uh, not a. I mean, it's not a great trend. No, <laughs> no, we're not the only ones seeing through it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And there was a day. There was a you know back in the day. Um, I feel like like people watched the Grammys and they said, fuck all to the awards. They were like watching for the performances. Yes. And I, I don't know that I've seen a performance recently that has blown me away on the Grammys mm. recently. Um, I, I do think that they did a good job of putting the 2020 Grammys together. Is that the one? Which one was Silk Sonic a part of? Was that 2021? That was 2020. That had to have been last year. It had to be 2021. Yeah. I thought that they... I don't know if it was that one though, because I thought it because, was did because because leave have the an door audience? open came out post like not post pandemic but like late pandemic, so it had to be twenty twenty one. Well, I thought there was one that they did without a live audience. Was that the twenty twenty one? Yeah, because it was in like it wasn't that they did okay, it without then, a live audience. They did it with like a a a, a minimal audience. Remember, oh, like they did it yes, in that okay. like yes. then club it was, room where it was like they had a hundred people. Then it was last year. Yeah, it was okay. very isolated. I felt like they did okay with that one, but I I agree. I think a lot of people watch it for performances. I mean, didn't the didn't the Britney and Madonna kiss happen at the Grammys? Mm-hmm. Was it the Grammys? I think so. 
I don't remember. It was it, the it VMAs? It could have been the VMAs. I think I, I think it was like some video music. I, well, the video music MTV. awards. Yeah, I think it, it might was. Have been the VMAs. Well, if that didn't happen, then the the Kanye and Taylor Swift thing happened at the Grammys. I'm fairly certain. Yes. <laughs> Basically, what I'm getting at is that there used to be like big events that would happen on at the Grammys, and I feel like. Right. Nobody gives yeah. a shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I think even just, you know, extending to all award shows, there was always some kind of drama that happened um, in every award show. You know, it wasn't like, you know, life or death or like, oh my God, career ending, like this last year's Oscars. I like, I feel say, like that's the height of it. You know I what I mean? I was about to say, the Will Smith slap just ended it. There's no right. more, no more like, fun. Nobody can have any fun anymore. We're done. <laughs> He's ruined it for everybody. <laughs> Not to say that, you know, Chris Rock didn't deserve it, oh, but yeah. <laughs> things just got out of hand. I'm I'm going to guess that that is probably not the first time that Chris Rock has been hit for a joke that he's made. Oh, <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah. That's probably why he took it so well. <laughs> um, Jeannie, you were mentioning earlier before we got into it that they they added some categories to the Grammys. They added some categories. Do you um, know any off the I top went of back head? and looked because they've they've added, they sprinkled a few of them in. I mean, they've done it before is what I'm saying. They've added categories before. I think sure. like back in like 1981, they added a couple of categories. And then in like the mid 90s, they added like some heavy metal kind of like categories because they had to acknowledge that that was a, you know, was growing musical style at the time. Um, they added, I think a couple of them this year. Um, one of them was for like the best, um, like uh, interactive media, like oh. score. So video games or things along those lines. Yes. That um, makes sense. And then That's fabulous. One of them was like the best like um, spoken word recording, which I thought was very cool. Like I need to look into that one more. Um, and then another one that they put in was songwriter of the year. Um, and that one was really cool because I looked through the nominations of it and like one, it was confusing for me to read through that on the Grammys like website. Like I was like trying to understand and finally it clicked. I was like, oh my God. Okay. Um, Cause it lists like songwriters and then it gives like some of the credentials that they wrote in the past year. Oh. Um, and I mean like clearly. So it's just more like a, like an, like an award for their accomplishments in their yes, career that rather they would than not one specific thing. Other, well, I think, you know, songwriters often get, like, I guess, contracted out or whatever it is to, I mean, they create songs that get given to various different artists. Yeah. So, like, just throughout the year, I think it's songs that got released. Um, and it's just meant to acknowledge them because so often you see the artists themselves who did the recording. Right. They're the ones who get the acknowledgement, not right. the person who sat down and penned the song. Right. Um, a, perf a perfect example of this is um, the song Cover Me Up, which is a huge, huge Morgan Wallen hit. It's actually written by Jason Isbell. And um, Jason Isbell absolutely despises Morgan Wallen. Um, so, you know. He, okay, yeah. Like, I mean, that's a thing that happens. Know. Like, people write songs and then, and which is why I thought it was cool that they added it as a category. Because um, then you actually get to acknowledge. Because, like, I looked yeah. through and I was trying to figure out, like I said, I had to understand it. But, like, I remember seeing one that I was like, oh, they wrote for Orville Peck's album. You know, like, oh. they wrote, they wrote Come On Baby Cry. And I was like, I hadn't even considered that. Like, I I realized how often I forget that there are people who are penning songs for artists. It's not always the artists themselves who sits down and write the song. Like, sometimes they are given the material to work with, and it's like, what can you make with this? Um, so I thought it was cool that they added that because now those people get a chance to actually be acknowledged. Yeah, that's how uh, Haley Williams got her start. 
she was a, uh, a songwriter for a studio, and she was doing it at like 14 or some crazy. That's how Megan Trainer started. Yep. That's how Neo started. Yep. <laughs> like a lot of these people start out just writing first and then getting out there on their own. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to look up a comprehensive list. The uh, nominees for Songwriter of the Year, I just want to, you know, throw it out there. Um, Amy Allen has written for King Princess, Lizzo. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Alexander 23. <laughs> Harry Styles, Charlie XCX, um, and Sabrina Carpenter. That's quite a list of credentials. Uh, yeah. A li- yes. All of them are actually, like, continue. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, and I'm very sorry. Nyjah Charles um, is written for Beyonce. Uh, I don't recognize any of these other names, but City Girls. Um, yeah, nice. Lil Durk, uh, Anita and Missy Elliott. Okay. Uh, Meek Mill featuring I don't know, Kalani. Kalani. Uh, Kalani. Excuse me. Um, Megan Thee Stallion, Dua Lipa, Summer Walker. That's yeah. the other one. That's also killing it. Yeah. Tobias Gesso Jr. This is yeah. This is the guy who wrote for Bronco. Uh, yeah, come on, baby, cry. Um, Orville Peck, King Princess, uh, Diplo, FKA Twigs, Adele, and Harry Styles. Adele, right? The uh, the, can I get it? Was the one they wrote, and uh, the Dream is also a nominee. Uh. Who has written for The Dream? Beyonce, 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 Beyonce. Yeah, the Dream Um, has been around for so friggin' long, and Beyonce and Beyonce. Wrote uh, six songs on the the Renaissance record. Um, has also worked with uh, Brent uh, Fayez. Our final uh, nominee for Songwriter of the Year is Laura Veltz, um, who's written for Demi Lovato and Ingrid Andrus. I feel like a goon saying these names and not recognizing. That's it. That's all. That's the two. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, no, that that those are just the two that I picked out. Oh. The two that are most frequent on the list oh. of you know songs that they've written. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Oh. Although that that you know that makes sense because if she's written up wrote on that uh, song twenty nine by Demi Lovato, she deserves to be nominated well, this year. Mm-hmm. What you know? This episode is about the anti Grammys, and it doesn't really matter what they do because it's still a shitty award show. So <laughs> we are, on. <laughs> we are acknowledging those that don't normally get the screen time. Okay. Yeah. Or at least in this year. Also, that yeah, mine's this a little year. mainstream, but it's it's worth mentioning. It's worth mentioning, and uh, whatever. All right, so here we are. It just sounded a little bit too chummy to me. <laughs> we uh, we, right, we just right. to yeah remind well, you that our place. Eeyore about it. Um, okay. For the anti Grammys. That's right. So Urgh. let let's get this let's get this award ceremony uh, started. <laughs> So here to present our first award, it's for Record of the Year. Oh, it's shit, it's me. <laughs> it's Melissa. Oh God. Oh God, it's it's the, it's on TV right now. Melissa is like stumbling from backstage. She's like, backstage. Just a second. Hold I'll on, be I'm there. coming. I had to pee. <laughs> Did you guys? Wait, wait for me. Did you guys catch any clips from the Golden Globes? Wait for me. No. No. Okay. The no. the one you need to look up is Regina Hall reading why Kevin Costner can't be at the awards show. <laughs> because she's fully laughing through it. She's fully like, this is Wait, so Wait, is dumb. it supposed to be like a note from him? Like, I'm not there for this reason? Yes. Like, he, he, she went out there and presented an award and was like, these are the nominees, open the things. Like, Kevin Costner wins the Golden Globes. Um, and then she starts reading the prompter. And um, she goes... 
Kevin Costner so wishes he could be, and then she stops and she goes, I love the way they write these. <sighs> he so wishes he could be here and like start, is sarcastic through the whole thing. <gasps> it's so good. Oh, okay. Are you ready? No. Oh, okay. And here to present our first <laughs> award record of the year, it's Melissa. It's me. Happy Sunday fun day, everybody. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna keep this very short and sweet because I just I'm just not feeling long-winded today. Um, but my my choice for record of the year uh, goes to someone who does get her her due, I guess you could say mainstreamly. That's not a word. Um, mainstreamly. <laughs> in the mainstream. Um, but this particular song, I felt like somehow slipped under the radar in a weird way. Um, so I am nominating for record of the year Anxiety by Megan Thee Stallion. Oh. Written by Megan Thee Stallion and Never Kevin heard Price. Of her. Right? <laughs> Correct. Okay, one, please continue, but also <laughs> Miss Megan is due, like Miss Megan is due. A lot of love. And this is I love Megan Thee Stallion. You know, I love her and she deserves a lot of love. The thing about this particular album that got me is because I, I'm a big Megan Thee Stallion fan, obviously. And I think her lyricism is fantastic. I think she said, what? To clarify, she has won Grammys. Yes, yes. Okay. okay. Yes, I, that's I, why I, I said honestly, she has been recognized, but this particular song I felt like should have been more I honestly was not sure. Everywhere. So that's why I asked. Yes, so. yes. She was nominated for uh, for her first album. I think she won. One she won something um, when she did the Savage remix with Beyonce yes. too. Yeah, because they wasn't both it put best up there on stage together. together. Yeah. yeah, she had that great orange dress on. Um, she has kind of sat in this, you know, uh, hot girl lane, which has been great. And, and and some of her lyricism does kind of slam a little bit deep, but it doesn't get too deep. This particular song is the first time I feel like Megan Thee Stallion has been as honest as she could possibly be in a song. Like, she really talks about her mental health. She talks about the loss of her mom. She mm -hmm. lost her mom to cancer in 2019. Um, her dad died when she was 15. So she's technically an orphan now. She finished college in the last year and a half. Like, she's gone through a lot. Also, the big, the Tory Lanez. The Tory Lanez thing. Yeah, yeah. He, just got, he just got convicted of shooting her. Why? Did you see the video of him running out of the court, courthouse? Boo-hoo. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. You can, you can, you can, you can censor this if you need to. But that nigga ran out that motherfucking <laughs> courthouse. He ran like a bitch. I could not even believe it. After all that shit he talked. Anyway, that is not the point. Um, but after all she went through, she put out this particular song, and I just felt like it was incredibly vulnerable. I felt like it was vulnerable at a time where everyone's a little bit vulnerable. We've just come out of a couple of years of this crazy pandemic, which is technically still happening. We just have all sort of started breathing after the election and the aftermath of that election and now having a new president in the building and knowing we're not putting our finger on the nuclear war button anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all breathing a little bit, but we're all also realizing what that all has done to us. Like, I feel like for me personally, this last year has been a lot of like recovery, like recovery oh, yeah. from shit I didn't even realize I was freaked out about or that I was thinking about or that I was worried about um, and sort of a lot of acknowledging those fears and acknowledging where those anxieties are coming from and how they are presenting themselves. And I felt like she was really brave by putting this out in the middle of that trial, in the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of all the shit that's going on with her and her personal life a couple of years after losing her mom. Like, I'm not sure I could put something out like that oh. at this point. And I lost my dad 10 years ago, for God's sake. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I feel like... Her lyricism's perfect. I feel like it's really coming from her heart. And I, I know it's a little bit, it's short. It's maybe two minutes. It's not a super long song. I get that. And maybe that's why it didn't get the like, 
maybe people didn't grab onto it as hard as they did for like radio play, but I feel like this song should have stood out more. Like it was, it was kind of all over TikTok and it was something that kind of inundated my per- personal bubble, but I didn't feel like it kind of spread out and got the accolades it should have. She performed on SNL yeah, too. Yeah, this was the one she did on SNL. Yeah. Really? I love Megan Thee Stallion. Um, I, I truly, the only exposure I've had to Megan Thee Stallion really it's has legendary. been, is legendary, is her being a judge on and legendary. Honestly, her absence in, what, the third season? Season three, yeah. Notable. Mm. It is. Notable. I mean, Kiki Palmer comes in and, you know, she's doing, she's, mm. uh, she just she's hold, fine. She can't hold a candle. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Born yeah. for that, Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, RIP anyway. to that show. It has since been canceled. Yes, um, it has. But it's a great show. Anyway. Anyway, that's that's basically all that I had to say. I'm surprised when I looked it up that it wasn't nominated. So here I am. Wow. Believing that it is should be. Is she nominated be. for anything this year? Mm-hmm. Well, One of her songwriters Honestly, is. I think the Tory Lanez thing kind of derailed her for a little bit because he oh. shot her in the foot and she couldn't he like... He did, yeah. He, she couldn't like perform oh. for a little while and she had to recover. So she wasn't like promoting the album. Also, I mean, I don't she's know. had to appear in court multiple right. times. Like she's dealing with a whole bunch of other stuff from everybody. Right. She's also very busy doing plenty of other stuff. Like, okay. She does tour. She did put out an album this yeah. year. Like... So she it she's doing TV shows. I think she could have just them. done even more I'm if he hadn't shot her in the foot. So, <laughs> so confused. What? Yeah, she's not nominated this year. Okay, all right. Sorry, I was just double checking. That. So congratulations to Megan The Stallion for winning the anti Grammy for Record of the Year, and also for winning her trial, and also, I think technically, Album of the Year because I think the Record of the Year is the producer one. If that's what we're going to do. Well, but she wrote it and produced, like, she was her and just one of the What, what would it count for then? Would it be album of the year or would it be? It'd be record of the year because it's one year. song off yeah, of that album. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. I think you yeah, said. Yeah, so I was nominating her and Kevin. What's okay. his name? I think yeah. you said album at one point. Sorry, that. yes. Okay. Record of the year is what I was going Got for because I'm going year. for the one song. Got it. That was my confusion. Sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. I was not clear. Purely arbitrary award titles anyway, so. <laughs> and here to present our second arbitrary is award up. is underdog <laughs> of the year. Uh, it's Colton Cox. Yeah, he's I'm not so the underdog. He's presenting the underdog. So I'm, I'm mostly. Um, I was really not sure what category I was going to do when we were talking about this. Um, so this one, my my thought kind of was that there are a few artists, and of course they're going to be from mostly the rock realm of things because that's what I know the best. But there are artists that do a lot of work and. They don't ever really get nominated for awards. They may have won awards. One of the the bands I'm going to mention has been nominated for Grammys, but they've never won. Um, but I just think that they are doing a lot of really big stuff um, nowadays. But so I had basically kind of three: one actual winner, but then two other ones I thought yeah, were yeah, yeah. worth you mentioning. Roll out. Yeah. So first one, um, you guys may or may not have heard of these names: um, uh, Biba Doobie. If you know who Biba Doobie is, no, no, okay. Biba Doobie is a uh, a young woman. Um, I don't yeah, know how old she is, right. but she does this really cool, like '90s, 2000s, like alternative rock pop kind of sound. Um, very good. Um, she also has kind of a couple. I don't know if you want to call them like crossover tracks. She's got. Um, a song called like coffee for my head or something like that. And that 
there is an, another version of it in which someone kind of raps along with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm um, familiar with that one. Yeah. So it's it great artist. She is kind of an up-and-coming star. She's been around for a little while now, but she um, has really been kind of gaining momentum in the last, like, year or two. Um, just a big fan, and I thought that she doesn't really get a lot of the recognition I think she deserves. But um, another one was an artist named Alex G. Um, he is another songwriter that's been around for a while. And, and all these people I'm talking about have all released music this last year. So that's okay. that's where I'm pulling this from. Yeah. He just released an album not too long ago, uh, but he's actually a very seasoned songwriter and has been around for a while. The most recent album um, is probably his most accessible one. He He's kind of... Um, He's very alternative to the point that sometimes his songs are a little um, off-putting, like they're not for everybody kind of a thing. But the most recent one, God Save the Animals, is probably his most like commercially accessible one. And he just did a Tiny Desk not too long ago that I thought was a really excellent one. He's just a really great emotive songwriter, and he's kind of unusual, fits into his own little niche. Um so he's someone I thought should be worth mentioning, but the person that I think really is underdog of the year, and this is not even just this year, it's like nearly every fucking year, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards. <laughs> I bring them up because, my God, this band is insane. First of all, they've been around since like... Forever. Since music started. They have 2012. so many albums Yes, out. they have 23 studio albums. I don't want to brag, but I saw them at Red Rock. Oh, nice. Wow. They have 23 studio albums, 14 live albums, and then two EPs on top of that. And this is all in the span. I mean, you know, it's like 10 years, but that's like... They put out four albums alone in 2022. Yes, yes they did. Four albums. Four, full recordings. Yes. <laughs> and one of them was a double album. Yeah. So they just pump out music. And not only do they pump out music, it's like every conceivable genre you can think. There are country songs, there's psychedelic rock, there's R and B. They dabble in rap a little bit every there's now and then. Microtonal music. Like they go everywhere. And it's insane the the amount of talent this band has. I want to know what you're putting up as your recommendation from them. <sighs> we didn't talk well, about this stuff no, before. I didn't get recommend the kids started. Well, because I was thinking oh. of the ones that came out this year, but uh -huh. there, there's so many that okay. it's, it's really hard. Honestly. Oh, you're just putting them up as a band. You yes. don't have a specific backing. Oh, no, oh no, okay. No. This is underdog oh. for the year. So so just be as you're just My, talking about the artists then. Yeah, yeah. So the whole thing with them is, is that you basically kind of have to just dig through their, their catalog and find the albums that fit you because they do so many fucking different things that like, you can listen to any of it, and you will find at least a few tracks that you like. Their fans are bonkers. They, they are, are rabid. <laughs> they really there is are. lore. They really are. There is wild engagement. Like, they are all fanatical. I mean, I think it, it's, I don't know. It To me, I'm, I'm someone who uh, tries to write a lot of different music, but I can't do it nearly as well as they do. Okay, but you're one person. How many right. people are in, in that piece? <laughs> like, there's but, a solid, like, six or seven of them that are staples. But, yeah, they— um. They're just an incredible band, and they do so much work. And not only do they so much work, they they really experiment and push themselves to do all these different things. They have been nominated for Grammys before, but they have not won any. 
um, which I think is just a crying shame. Because I, I know part of it has to do with the fact that a lot of their music is not very accessible. It's very much experimental. That being said, though, like they're probably one of the most successful experimental rock bands <laughs> of of nowadays. So you don't think the general populace can get behind microtonal music? <laughs> That's the thing is, yes, they can because there's <laughs> some bangers on those albums. But it's just you know it, people are intimidated by that kind of stuff. It's it it's weird. It's weird sounding music. So you kind of have to have an open mind to approach it. But I mean, I really and truly, you can say this about a lot of artists, but I say especially for King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards, you can find at least one song, if not several <laughs> songs that you really enjoy. So, but yeah, so that's my underdog of the year is uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards. Taking the fucking award, eh? That's who you're, okay. Yeah. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Like he listed two true underdogs. <clears throat> Production note, there is a singular Lizard Wizard. Yeah, there it's is? just a, okay. it's just the <laughs> yeah. Lizard Wizard. King Gizzard and there's a video of an old woman and she's reading the bumper sticker. It's got to be someone's grandma. And she's reading the bumper sticker off of the back of their car. And she goes, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Like, <laughs> she just sounds like such a little old lady. And she's so baffled. She's clearly like, what is this? Well, and I, I know I showed Brandon a King Gizzard song, um, Hot Wax. Hot Wax. Um, I showed him that song and then Infectious. I showed him another one that I can't remember, but virtually unrecognizable. They sounded like two completely different bands. And there is on uh, the same album. On the, on another occasion, I was like, okay, I'm going to go down a King Gizzard rabbit hole. <laughs> Which one do you think I should start with? And you're just like, I don't fucking know, man. Right. Like, just just yeah. try it. They released this one. Try them all. Yeah. True. Um, and yeah, there was one that was like kind of light jazz kind of going yeah. on. And then I went to another one that was like full on like noise. That's it. <laughs> I, um, I literally heard like country songs from them the other day. It's, Insane. <laughs> We've now reached the uh, the sad point in our show where we uh, do the in memoriam. Oh my God, I forgot. I was like, what do you mean? So, standalone music players have been around for decades. Decades at this point. And when I was coming up as a child... When I got my hands on a portable CD player, I never let go. Okay. Right. And actually, I need help. I was talking to Calvin about this last night. Portable CD players had this feature. Okay. And it was called something strange, but it had this feature where, like, if, it, if you, like, went over a bump or something or you shook it, it'd skip. It wouldn't, it would oh, not skip. Yeah. Skip yeah. resistant. Skip resistant. Skip is that resistant what it was is okay. what it was called. Yeah. I can see the like writing on yeah. the yeah. little packaging now. Skip resistant. Yeah. I, I had like, I, I think I stole my sister's. It was a uh, yellow, it was a bright yellow fucking portable CD player and it had all the features listed on the side and that was one of them. Anyway, but it didn't really work. Oh, those were the fancy sports ones that all the volleyball players had. Right. And mm -hmm. the like the headphones like mm -hmm. went around the back of the head and not over the head. And then they were like shaped. Anyway, um, as technology advanced, the MP3 players emerged, right? Um, and those were amazing. I don't know if you had, I had one that was like this big and you took out the little USB thing, right? You took out the <laughs> stick and you just plugged it into your computer and you just dropped it I in. Had like one of those too. I had one of those drive. too. Are you talking one of the like, like off-brand MP3 players that were yeah, like... Well, some of them like were fucking Sony, right? Yeah. Like They were off-brand. Uh, well, 
we're this ta- is we're pre talk about brand. iPod. We're okay, talk about this is before the iPod became the MP3 is it, player. Is it pre Zune, <laughs> girl? <laughs> Do not come for me about a Zune. Oh. My God, you uh, Zunes were incredible. We but can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. Zunes, I liked the design of Zunes. I liked I the, the look of them, but I didn't like the functionality. Back, back to what you were talking well, about. this is still what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, I had one of those little MP3 players, but they were <gasps> tiny, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, for the most part, it was not like functional. You couldn't really like get through it well. You had to like go yes. through files, right? Yeah. Um, and because of this necessity, Apple decided, here is this accessory for you and your Mac and Tosh computer. Um, and it was it, it was released eight and a half months after the first iteration of iTunes was released. And it is indeed the first generation iPod. Okay. Oh, yeah. Got the good old fashioned click wheel. So the iPod was released October 23rd, 2001. Okay, and the look, the design of it, it pulled from the 1958 um, Braun T3 Pocket Radio, and the click wheel came from uh, the bio, the, the excuse me, the Bayocom uh, 6000 telephone. Vinny, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, to Chico, Vinny Chico, I don't know. Um, he came up with the name iPod because he was um, inspired by 2001 A Space Odyssey, specifically the line, open the pod bay doors. And mixed with a few other thoughts, the, the name iPod was, uh, you know, came about. So you could buy a, a, the first generation iPod for $400 oh. and it would hold 1,000 songs. That, that came out in 2001. $400? Yeah. Pricey. In 2003, it got a uh, the third generation got a makeover, um, and those were priced at 399 for 15 gigs and 499 for 30 gigs. This uh, redesign moved the buttons because it used to have the click wheel and then the buttons around the wheel. Mm. They moved the buttons in a row above the click wheel, like so, and they glowed red. In 2004, the iPod Mini was released for 250 dollars. You could get a four gig. Uh, iPod mini and it would have different colors. You could get it in different colors, pink, blue, and green. Later on that year, they struck a deal with uh, Hewlett Packard and you could get an iPod mini with HP on the back of it. In 2005, they released the iPod shuffle, the stick. It had no screen. It was essentially a USB stick and the highest one they had was one gig. You can get, it ranged between 512 megabytes to one gig. Um, so that's ninety nine dollars to one hundred fifty dollars. So you're this is an in memoriam. Hold is, on, hold what on. Is the big point. Hold here? on, hold on. For God's sake, hold on. Here's a picture of the iPod Shuffle. Bing, this bang, is boom. a whole lot of build up. Yes. Wait, show it again. And I was uh, supremely jealous of the girls who had this shuffle and oh. um, the Nano, which was released in two thousand five, toward the end of the year. Oh, I thought um, I thought both of those were dumb. Oh, God. No, I love the Nano. And uh, here's what it looked like. You can't scroll through the music. You just have to trust whatever comes on next. The Shuffle, yes, but the Nano has a screen. Oh, the Nano. Yeah, the Nano yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was the the tinier version of the next generation of iPod, which was, I lost track at this point. But um, <laughs> with this generation, you 2 struck a deal with Apple, and they released their own iPod that was uh, black with a red click wheel. 
You the band U2. Oh my god, that's a beautiful iPod though. Was it's it, terrific. Was this one. also the same point where they shoved their newest product album red. down people's throat? Nope, that came later. But <laughs> they were um doing that product red um stuff where like everything you bought that was with product red w- went to help um the AIDS crisis in Africa, I believe. Oh. Um Okay, yeah. So the we're in 2005. Um oh, it's the fifth generation iPod. That's this year. Um and uh, the new thing with this generation of iPod is now it has video. Mm. That's exciting. Oh and God. a color screen. We don't have phones. 2006, uh, the iPod, oh, um, U2 came out with another edition, and the iPod came out with a second generation Nano. This introduced colors for the Nano. In 2007, we got a second generation iPod shuffle, right? For $50, you could get a little clip one gigabyte, clip it to your belt, and listen to music while you work out. Mm. The third generation Nano, um, it introduced video and they became squatty. They became a little square, but the screen was big. Um, and the sixth generation iPod, which is what this is, it came in both black and uh, white, and it still had the uh, metal on the back. Um, these are the iPod classics. The sixth generation is when they started dubbing these classics. And you could get a, a, a 16 gig for $400. In 2010, we finally got a sixth generation Nano. They got tall again and they got fun colors. A fourth generation Shuffle. They got rid of the buttons, which is insanity to me. Um, oh, iPod Touch came out in 2007. And you could get a 16 gig for $400. And then in 2012, the iPod Touch finally have colors. Um, in 2014, they discontinued the iPod Classics. They stopped producing those. But they still have the Nano, the Shuffle, and the Touch. In 2013, the Touch got a camera. In 2015, the Touch got a, a, a better processor. July 27, 2017, they discontinued the Nano and the Shuffle, leaving the iPod Touch, the last remaining iPod, on the line. And this year, May 10th, 2022. Is this really it? Apple discontinued um, the iPod Touch, the iPod completely. So now you cannot get an iPod from Apple anymore. They are gone. They are done. And in honor of the iPod um, and its discontinuedness, I decided we could play a little game. Um, And I'm dubbing this game the Shuffle Kerfuffle. Shuffle Kerfuffle. Shuffle Kerfuffle. I'm going to shuffle my iTunes library and you guys will have to take guesses on what's coming up next. And, um... What? Yeah. Um, okay, so here, here are the rules. wild. The, and so, it, it could Thank be great. Thank God I've heard a large portion of it when we live together. Um, so... You can, you're clearly, Colton's the most prepared. Colton's going to win. <laughs> He's ready. I wouldn't say I that. I don't know, girl. There's, because a lot There's, of my iTunes library comes from back in the day. Back in like oh, 2008, okay. 2009. Um, okay, so here's the rules. You can throw out as uh, detailed as a guess as you want. You can give me a song title and artist. Okay. You could throw that out. And if you throw out a song title and artist, and it is the song title and artist, I'll give you 10 points. If you get uh, a song that comes from that album, I'll give you eight points. Okay. If you get the correct artist, I'll give you six points. 
And depending on how close you are with genre or like, I will say this, file type, because there's a lot of crazy shit in this iTunes library. We're supposed to guess what's coming up next. We're none of us getting points. <laughs> we can't even guess what's coming up in our uh, next in our own shuffle. It's, Come it's, on, it's, it's, If you get, if you get the correct genre or type of file, okay. I will give you uh, uh, however many points I want. Um, okay. <laughs> the so, points don't matter. <laughs> and they don't matter. Welcome to uh, which song is it anyway? Which song is it anyway? Um, I'll give you some context. Nice. The song that was playing uh, right now is uh, Dreams to Dream by Linda Ronstad, which is the uh, single that comes from Five Will Goes West. Nice. Now, this already tells me it's going to be difficult. Psychotic. I've literally never heard you listen to... Also, I didn't know Linda Ronstadt sang on Five Goes West. Both American Tale and Five Goes West. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, so. Let's go. Uh, we're going, we're going. Throw out your guesses. Linda Ronstadt is first. Song. Is next? the next song, yes. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to go with an MP3. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go sort of specific. I'm gonna go it's gonna be a classic musical theater. Classic musical Ooh. theater. Okay, that's a very safe guess. <sighs> yeah. I'm saying I'm saying this is great. And saying classic, not modern, classic. Right, like course line. So let me this. let me yeah. ask you. Is this like? Is this next song going to be a random song? It's a, it's on shuffle. Okay, so okay. it's my entire oh. library. God on help shuffle. you, Colton. See, oh, I told God. you we're not ever getting points. We're all I, losing. I want to guess it's going to be some sort of um, a dance or electronic sounding. Okay. Piece. I'm going to guess. She's going. Okay. That it's going to be. First of all, my 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 guess is going to be LCD sound system. But okay. always the next thing I want to ask you though, the artist that you listen to that we did an album of. He's a gay boy. <laughs> a perfume genius? Yes, yes. I, I could not, because I, I know he's going to be one of my guesses at one point in this game. So okay. We can anyway. just kind of put down LCD Sound System and Perfume Genius for each of us <laughs> as of a guess for yes. each round. Uh, no, one okay, guess because each. Okay, you said LCD, LCD Sound System. It's a given. Something dancey or electronic. Yes. Classic, Classic musical, musical theater. theater and .mp3. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff already gets the point. You guys are playing the game wrong. Ready? None of you get any points. Uh, um, <laughs> but it is from Repo the Genetic Opera. Damn it! Okay, this okay. track is called Crucifix by like Sarah Brightman. Get, yeah, you know, I'll give you points for Sarah Brightman. I'll give you points for Sarah Brightman. I did get the musical theater part right. <laughs> she did. She did. Uh, uh, <laughs> Melissa's got, I'll give I'll give you three. I'll Thank give you, you. three. Yes. Sarah Brightman, if you don't know who Sarah Brightman is, she is educate yourself. Theater, educate yourself. Oh, no, okay. No. Okay. Um, did Next. anybody see Repo the Genetic Opera? Yes. Surprisingly, no. You I made have not me. Seen it's so bad. It's so good. Um, all right. Guesses? Oh. Uh, oh, God. After Repo? Mm. Or I, I suppose you can, you could, you can leave gonna, it on the table. I'm no? going to throw, I'm going to throw out U.S. Girls. Is that the name of that? Uh, yeah. U.S. Girls. U.S. Girls. Okay. I'm going to go with, M oh, go ahead. Madonna. Madonna. Oh, that's a good Madonna, thing. U.S. Girls. M4A. <laughs> nice. God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think actually this one is an M4A because that's the stuff you buy off iTunes, right? I think the so. protected stuff? Yeah, okay. I Got it. see your phone is on a theme. <clears throat> and I'm going to go... Listen, I know how this shit works. <clears throat> I'm going to go with... <laughs> I'm taking this too seriously. Modern musical theater. <laughs> Modern musical theater. <laughs> M4A, U.S. Girls, 
And Jeannie, what'd you say? Oh, no. Madonna. Madonna. Right. Okay. Here we go. It's a laugh track. Okay. It's a wild card. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. The, we're, the next one is. We're not sorry from the musical You're in Town. Yes. Motherfucker. Okay. I'll give you four points. Okay. Mus- one, musicals two. are too ah! easy. She did say Baby, modern musical. You got to think about your theme. You got to think about what Spotify is letting well, you listen thing, to. Is that, I, on is shuffle, whatever. On, <laughs> on shuffle, does it actually like go by a specific? I haven't noticed. Now, 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 listen. This is where I'm, what I'm going by, as because I, I listen to a lot of my shit on shuffle, and I have noticed that if I listen to a song all the way out. I will start having a theme of those songs uh, popping up on my shuffle. It's like, oh, this is what you're feeling right now. So okay. we're going to pop these in there. Okay. Jeff, so, you get points too because I did buy this from iTunes. So I'll give you three points. <laughs> Jeff's on the board. You guys are playing the game wrong. It's <laughs> not wrong. Um, okay. Uh, uh, how? Let's do... I want to do five totals. Probably so shouldn't have started with a Disney movie, sweetheart, because <laughs> now it's all your Apple iTunes is like, oh, no, you're on a, a vibe. Um, oh, okay, another guess. Give me a second. Okay, anybody else over here? Changing guesses. Okay, so if it's not a music theater song, it's going to be a song by someone who is like adjacent to music theater. Like maybe they performed on Broadway or mm-hmm. they wrote music for. The musical. Okay. Oh. Um, That's that is your guess. That's my guess. Okay. 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 Gotcha. <laughs> I've, I've been too specific so far. So I'm gonna go with Flack. Flack. <laughs> oh. A, okay. A, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I've done nice. enough sound cues to like. It took me a minute, but I got there. <laughs> um. I don't think you're gonna get this one though with Flack file. Just showing off to everybody that I know what <laughs> file types are. <laughs> These pauses are killing me. Well, you know, I have a lot to consider. It's gambling. Um, I know, but it's, it's, it's always like, It is. I'm just going to throw uh, it out there. Um, Beck. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you think so? Um, I think that maybe a... I'm going to say like a, a musical theater or classic song cover. Okay, okay. Got it. Like a standard something. Like, like something that maybe they didn't play the role in the show, but they sure. put it, they added it on an album uh, somewhere. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you said someone who doesn't typically write for musical theater, but has written a musical. Well, it, not someone who is not necessarily like in the musical, but someone that like either wrote music for it or is performing a song from a musical. Kind of similar. Okay. To okay, Chris, okay, okay. Ever gotcha. so slightly different. You said Beck. I'm just jumping out there. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and dot flack over here. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> we have seen the enemy by the mountain goats. Oh. <gasps> wow. Okay. Th- then that, then the shuffle is truly random because yeah, that I'll... has absolutely nothing to do I with the point. I didn't say it was like a perfect algorithm, <laughs> no, no, sir. No. I just said it's a trend that I noticed. <laughs> that, that's not uh, an attack on you. Just a pure observation. <laughs> Jeannie, I'm going to give you two points strictly for alternative Umbrella. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Throw right. a dog a bone. <laughs> um, well, shit, after that, then, I'm going to go ahead and guess. This is really fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say Perfume Genius or Perfume Genius Adjacent. Splitting Something. The... Okay, so Perfume Genius. Okay. You know what? I'm going to stick to my guns. Musical theater adjacent. LCD sound system. LCD sound system. Okay. I'm going to say Caroline Rose. 
Caroline Rose. Okay, Caroline Rose, musical theater adjacent. Um, perfume genius. No, no he said LCD, uh, sound, LCD system. sound system. I'm so sorry. LCD sound system. Uh, and I'll go with a wave file. <laughs> Not wave. Okay. Okay, here we go. This is the Mountain Goats. Next up is Marry Me by St. Vincent. Uh, Ooh. Mm. Mm. I, I don't. I almost feel like you could give Melissa some points for that because that's yeah, that's very perfume, perfume genius, genius adjacent. Adjacent. Um, ah. I'll, I'll give you two points for that. Yeah. <laughs> Just want one point. I haven't gotten any of them. Wait, what'd you say? I said Caroline Rose. Caroline Rose. I'll give you two points. <laughs> He's just going to give me zero. I'm going to be the one. Jeff is guessing fucking file types. <laughs> you just hey, tried to, you could just get the right answer. the game. He's playing the game. <laughs> Nobody's gotten the right answer to play <laughs> Except for Melissa. One time. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Last one for all the marbles. Surprise, Tyler, the creator. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, what's uh, Arcade Fire? Arcade Fire. <laughs> Tyler, the creator, Arcade Fire. I will give someone else these points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna guess Alabama Shakes. Alabama Ooh. Shakes. Oh, that's also a good guess. Uh, I'll go with an AAC file, and if I get it right, uh, Colton can have my point. Okay. Yes. Very generous of you. It's very generous. Yeah. Okay. Next up is a laugh track. It's a wild card. <laughs> God damn it! Why do you have so many laugh tracks in your? <laughs> um, it is hidden in the sand by Tally Hall. <laughs> okay. So, um, in last place, we had Jeff with three points. Um, in second place, we had, well, I guess last place yeah, is Colton. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'll take my last place. Thank you very much. Here's your participation uh, trophy. Um, in third place is Jeff with three points. In second place is Jeannie with four points. Yes. And then the winner of tonight's Shuffle Kerfuffle is Melissa with eight points. Ah! That was a I like rousing success. I like that it's not even necessarily based on how well she knows you. It's just how good she is at guessing the random song. That's, gonna That's come the up. game. Yeah. <laughs> I am strategic, damn it. I don't like to lose, Colton. I don't think you understand how deep that runs, okay? Oh, Lord. Woo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> everybody, you know, say a prayer for the iPod. Um, they died uh, last year. Thoughts and prayers. Anyway, continuing onward, we have... <laughs> Spend so much time on nonsense. This and episode. we're back. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Anti Grammys, the third annual Anti Grammys. And next up, our next presenter is presenting the award for best rock performance. It's the one, it's the only Jajin Genie. Hello. Take it away. Hi. Good evening. Thank you all for being here. Um, <laughs> Just for you. Before I really wade into it, something that I wanted to comment on was that the category for the Grammys is just kind of bonkers. Like going through and reading it um, and what qualifies as what and what categories actually exist is really strange. Like to like it's bizarre. And it's also, it's just the way that music has evolved in so many ways. And this probably touches on the fact that we've moved away from radio as being our primary listening source to like, now we do a lot of streaming. So genres get split down into so many other subgenres and they just keep funneling down. Um, uh, it was splitting down to even mood. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's just bonkers. Um, anyway, so I sat down and I was like, what am I going to do for this one? And I picked best rock performance. I didn't quite want to cover full albums. So what the best rock performance is, it is an actual Grammys category. Um, the parameters of it are that it has to be, um, you know, an artist, a band, whatever it is. And it's just like a single or just a singular track 
that they released. So it doesn't have to cover the entirety of an album. It is just the track. Maybe your album was only okay, but this track knocked it out of the park. So this isn't even a live performance. No, it does not have to be a live performance. It just has to be either a single or a track. Like it doesn't. So the yeah, it's confusing the way it's worded because at first I went into it and I was like, what does that mean? Like I had to research what the category was to fully understand what it is. So it is just. Is it literally just you played this track really well? Yeah, it is. It is just the artist really shining on that particular piece. Okay. Um, so I, you know, as a person, 40 takes later, but they shone just great. Yeah. (laughs) It just kind of waters it down for me, but that's, you know, I'm going to say I can both understand that. Um, I'm a person who likes to consume an album. So I love to know what the item as a whole is. However, um, the reason why I chose this one was because I was like, there are some artists who do just release little singles building up to, and um, releasing full albums or even just offshoots of singles or whatever that still are really fantastic pieces of work that are put out. Um, and so that's why I went with the category because I was like, then I can step away from analyzing a whole album. Um, so for this particular one, um, I've had a couple of nominations. Um, I always have to go through and re- like re-listen to what I've been like diving through throughout the year. Um, so my first nomination, I've got like a few of them that I've put forward. I'll reveal my ultimate, the one that I give the award to. However, in the categories, under this category, um, I put forward um, Ron Gallo's Entitled Man. Oh, Hell yeah. fuck yeah. Hell I yeah. love Ron Gallo. I'm very excited that he, I mean, technically he put out like piecemeal like a year or two ago. Yeah. Um, and that was a really different little trip into his writing and performing style. Um, Entitled Man's pretty cool. It's a nice throwback to some of what we saw on Heavy Meta. Um, I just love Ron Gallo. Like, I I want to see him acknowledged for, I think, the artist that he is. Um, As far as, like, rock goes, like, I think he's doing some really fantastic stuff. I love... I love how loud he is. I love just like the blaring fuzzy guitar thing going on. I love his lyrics. I love the energy that he brings into it. Like he, I really enjoy Ron Gallo. He was blowing up for a minute. I think he has I think the slowed a pandemic little bit. absolutely put some steam on oh, him. Oh yeah, like, Heavy Meadow was, like, breaks, was but, like 2019 or yeah, something like that. But like I mean Did you ever see him when he came through? No. I wanted to so bad. I would love to go see Ron Gallo. That's one of the ones that I a want to go check out. Curly, yeah, uh, uh, hair. Curly, curly hair. Yeah, yeah, fabulous. Um, so that was one that I put up. Um, another one that I was interested in is um, I saw this artist perform over the summer, and it's um Namdi. The single is Touchdown. Um, he put an album out this year. Um, this one's kind of an interesting one to put forward because the album, like the um, song itself, has um, I would argue much more of an electronic-y kind of feel to it than rock. But I think that goes on to reflect just how odd some of the genres can be. The, the rock, categories, the rock category in particular, has it gotten feels, very expansive. I yeah, mean, there's a lot of stuff that I personally think is pop music that is in the rock category. Yeah, so. This is just me inserting it where I think it needs to go. Um, he <clears throat> does, he's from Chicago. Um, he does math rock largely. Um, I was absolutely entranced watching him perform live. It was absolutely bizarre for your brain to switch back and forth between, I mean, it's math rock, it's time signatures. Um, it took me a little, like, it took me a little while listening to it to catch on that that was what was happening too. Like, it was trippy in my brain. 
Um, he does an amazing job. I think Touchdown as a single is a really good way to wiggle your way into listening to some of his music. I absolutely recommend sitting down and listening to his albums. Um, the whole album was good too, like top to bottom. Nandi? Yeah, Namdi. Um, hold on, let me pull up the album because I would like to, I think it's, it says, please, it, I think it's called Please Have a Seat. But please let me double check on that one um, because I am notorious for lying to you people, unfortunately. <laughs> I apologize. I am uh, I am the one who spreads lies and slanders. Well, that's not entirely this particular true. Episode. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that you kind of elaborated on the whole performance category because, man, that that's kind of bogus if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, when we're talking about recording an album, nine times out of ten, the things that you hear, that is not the first take. That's like yeah, 40 to 50. And like a, a perfect example, Billie Eilish, when she records her vocals, she records like 50 fucking tracks. And then they just like take the tiniest little bits of each track and, and compile it into the final vocal track. So that to me isn't even like a performance. That's yeah. it, that's production. production. It's production. Okay. But, that, and I'm not I'm not dogging on on you for picking this or anything. I that, it, that's purely the Grammys that I'm kind of like, what is this award? But anyway, that's okay. It's continue. Kind of a weird one. Yeah. Uh, the album though is please have a seat. Um, I really recommend checking in to his work. I'll conclude with my third one. Um, hilariously, this is the second time that this al- like artist has been brought into the award show this evening. Um, I would like to acknowledge. King Gizzard and the ah. Lizard Wizards, the dripping tap off of, off of their Omnium Gatherum album as my um, selection for best rock performance this year. Um, it is nearly a 20-minute track. <laughs> Holy crap. Yep. As you know, I love long tracks. Clearly, it's a thing that I have um, <laughs> within me. Like, I just, I love a good long track. Um, he's ready to strap in. Yeah. Um... I had not been a King Giz fan prior to it. I'm familiar with their music. I'm not always that wild about them. Like, I'm like, they're good. They have some stuff, but I don't ever get that into them. Um, But I was obsessed with this song. It's amazing. The amount of energy that is in it, like, it just rockets right out the gate. Um, I love the vocals on it. Um, The guy that sings on it is Ambrose. He's not the only one singing on it, but he does open the song. His vocals are distinct. Um, I love his voice. Um... But I also just love the song because it is 100%. This is where I'm going to get all political on you. Um, It's very much a song that is addressing climate change and like the global scale of what it impacts. I get real like all emotional about this song because I'm like, I do think it is a fantastic example of them as artists putting out like a really beautiful, fantastic, like tight piece of work too. Like it is a very good song that goes on for a long time, but it doesn't ever feel like it's lasting a long time. Like it moves you along. And at the same time, it has, I think a pretty hearty message. Like the people in charge will not turn off this dripping tap. Like, you know, I'm, something has a change and we will drown if we don't take care of it. Um, I'm so glad that you picked them for this too, because those long songs and, and a lot of what King Gizzard does is live performance in the studio. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they do a lot of extra takes and things like that, but they do a whole hell of a lot of improvisational stuff, long, you know, full-length They're track recording. musicians sitting yes. down and jamming and, like, figuring yeah. out what works for a particular piece. And, I mean, that's I mean that's how you turn out so many albums the way <sighs> you do, too, is, like, right. that's you just jamming out together and figuring out what works and what doesn't and 
what are you learning and adding to your repertoire and what needs to get set aside and come back to you and revisit, which is, you know, something that they do a lot of, I think. But um, Not to mention this is from the the double album too, isn't it? The, what, the, I, Omni, Omnium Gatherum. Omnium. I, it's think, a, I think that's the double album they released this year as well. Big album, I don't know. But yeah, um, yeah no, I just, I, I thought it was an impactful song that, um, I don't know, I feel like would probably get looked over like, but I, it is, again, that's just, I guess that's something that's important to me. Um, and it's cool to see an artist tackle that particular thing in a way that is, I mean, it is a beautiful piece of work. It is a beautiful piece of art. Um, and it also has like a statement. And I, I think that's pretty fantastic. Um, so that's it. Mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll applaud you on that. So, yeah, I guess if you have to listen to an artist so far, like maybe check out some King I Giz. think that's an excellent choice for a category I think is kind of stupid, but it actually makes really good sense with that particular one. It so. was a good single to release. Yeah. Congratulations, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for walking away with two, two anti-Grammys tonight. <laughs> uh, that's so fabulous. Uh, um, our final award of the evening will be presented by moi. And the category I have selected is uh, Best Lyrics or Lyrics of 2022. Um, and I'm going to read them to you. Sorry. But <sighs> I'm going to read them, okay? It's your job to carry water in a broken jar all day. You've been suffering so long now. Nobody knows your name. Remember what this feels like. Remember there's no blame. And there's nothing unnatural under the sun. Everyone's a baby at the start of this run. Thank the sky for the deluge. Uh, forget your nightmares and the dreams that didn't come true. You don't need no map when everything ends. I heard from God and she said, I bless this mess. I see you doing your best. I bless this mess. God damn, you're doing your best. Who is this? This is Bless This Mess by U.S. Girls. Ah. I just think it's a very, uh, it's a, um, I don't know. You were talking about kind of recovery earlier. Um, and I kind of feel that's what, like, that's what we've been doing since 2020. Like, we talk sure. about this ongoing pandemic, but, like, we, each year has, it, it feels like it's been one long year, but, like, each year has been, like, this weird, distinct feeling. And I feel like 2022 is, like, I don't know, the kind of, like, we kind of feel the weight of it and both the weight of 2020 happening to us, the world, uh, and all of it, and the weight of having to recover from it. Like, yeah. we know we need to get to a point where we're better, but, like, it's going to take so much fucking work to get there. I know I, like, fully burned out this last year. Like, I did my my EP in 2021, and we, like, did some shows towards towards the end of it and everything. But, yeah, that it was, like, right around when 2022 started. It was just like, oh, God, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I have no no fire left in me to keep going. And I think, I really do think it's kind of just coming to terms with all that stress and like, I mean, you and I, you and I were living together in 2020. We, we would, there were days we would literally scream at each other, not in anger, just out of pure frustration, like, frustration yeah. and not, at, not towards each other, but just at the state of right. how everything was going. Right. It, well, especially when work started back up for me, right. like every time, like I'd go home and be like, okay, now I got to go yell at Colton for my lunch hour. <laughs> Um, yeah. I would be there for half the time. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So I think that this was just a very, and, and U.S. girls, uh, 
They are classified as alternative, but they really, not not to the extent of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, but they really do a great job of like bending and switching genres. Like they make great disco tracks. They make great yeah. electronic tracks. They make great like ballads. They make great country I mean, songs. I tell you, what the fuck are genres anymore? Oh, really? Like, it's just truly. something to keep you in a box. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something to help you just kind of loosely identify what what the... <laughs> what this is all about. Yeah. Like the, the music that you're listening to. Yeah. <sighs> yep. That's my award. U.S. Girls, Bless This Mess, gets the anti-Grammy for Best Lyrics of 2022. You know, I I am curious, you know, we're, we're, I know we're going to wrap up the episode here, but with Silk Sonic pulling out, that's like several categories that they are not going to be involved in. I feel like there there might be some unusual winners in some of the categories that they might have been a part of. They would have well, swept and I, I'm curious too yeah. because I can't even imagine. I know Bruno Mars pulled out some, one of his personal albums, I think in 2019. Right. Because he had gotten some flack about like basic I think people were kind of implying that the Grammys were a little like rigged in in a particular one that he mm. won like six or seven Grammys in. And pretty much every year after that, he just is like, I, I don't want to, I don't want a part of it. The man puts out bops. I mean, he does. After bop. Uh, he does. He, it's crazy. One six for 24 karat gold. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what a great album. It was, that album was worth it. Though. And I, like, I haven't done sure. enough research on that to see why he got flack for winning so many. It's just, I don't know. It was an odd situation. I it's mean, also the only weird- thing I can think of just off the top of my head for a reason of him giving flack for winning so many is because he'd been out of the game for a minute. Like he kind of had so. been silent for five just years and, and came then back. all of a sudden came out with 24. It was a wholly different sound, I mean, wholly different Bruno vibe. Mars. Yeah. And there are, That's there are true, better people to attack. Like Bruno Mars till that. Oh, I guess. Well, I mean, think yeah. about it. Not the Bruno Mars we know today. Mm. He was the, I should have caught your flowers yes. and whatever. And, yeah. you know, singing songs for Twilight. Well, that concludes this year's anti-Grammy awards ceremony. Um, we should really just keep changing the format every year. <laughs> I, yeah, I Listen, is anybody you know keeping track but us? <laughs> My God. Well, I mean, like, you know, you guys did the one for me last year, and then we we didn't actually have categories in the first one. I think no, we, we just had albums. albums. We I think we picked four yeah. albums. Yes, yeah. we did yeah. a lot of work. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's, <laughs> well, yeah. That's, also, we nominated you because you put out a fucking album. We were trying to be supportive and whatever. So put out another one so we can put you back on the there was, the there was no disdain in my statement. I'm just saying. That's the only reason we changed the formula, Colton, because you didn't put out an album. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we would have stuck with it. Yeah, we'd, um, we'd be talking it, about it, Colton again. Yeah, I'm the one that talks the most shit on the Grammys, and I'm like, anti-Grammys, I win every year. <laughs> <laughs> and for the fifth year in the row, Colton is the Colton anti-Grammys. <laughs> Taking oh home the anti-Grammys. <laughs> I love how earlier, just like, well, you can't use me. And then now you're like, why are we changing the formula? All of a right. <laughs> well, because we can't use you. I didn't like this episode as much as last year. I did it. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, children out there, Ben Wiebeck. Um, <laughs> I mean. He gets a specific call out. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> join us in two weeks. When we react to uh, Bad Girl Riri uh, <gasps> doing a splendiferous Super Bowl uh, performance, um, I'm projecting. I don't know how it's going to be. Well, 
we'll see um, who else is with her. We'll see. We'll see who the guests are. We'll see what the songs are. Um, if last year was any indicator, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a great halftime show. It was last, a, year. last year was a great halftime show. <laughs> it was full of surprises. Absurd. Yeah, <laughs> nonsense. And we great. had we had Eminem's drummer involved. <laughs> 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 Anderson Back was just so happy to be anywhere in that stadium. Oh, I just so many comments. Eminem's drummer was really good. (gasps) Christ. (laughs) And don't forget, uh, we have a Patreon. So sign up for the Patreon. Um, And if you sign up for the Patreon in time, you could join us when we talk about our next album. Um, Join us on Discord. Uh, And our next album will be Brought to us by Melissa. The album is Abyss by Unleash the Archers. Right? Be a ride. Gonna be a ride. So, you know, strap in. Yeah, and I, I, I would like to to kind of tag on to the Patreon thing. Any any amount that you decide to do for Patreon is so helpful. Is helpful mm. and is appreciated. Absolutely. Um, yeah, even, yeah, even that $2 category. I mean, that's that's still... It's great. It's yeah. so helpful. We want you in the server. We want we want to hear uh, what you have to say. We I, want to hear your critiques I want you on there us. So bad. Yes, yes it, please. Please. I want to hear about. I everything. want to hear about you guys people. listening, saying things to us would make this so much more so much more entertaining. Fun. I mean, we like each other, but like you know, we know each other. <laughs> we need a little sis boo bye. Also, sis while you're poking around on the interwebs, um, why don't you go ahead and hit that follow button on our mm. Instagram? Mm-hmm. And we also have a TikTok, you guys. We have TikTok. And not only Instagram. do we have a TikTok, but Colton has his own TikTok. Oh Colton, God, what is I'm your TikTok, TikTok handle? It's Colton Cox Music. Fabulous. Brandon has his own TikTok. Brandon, do you know what your handle is off the top of your head? Uh, no, I think I switched it to Brando J52.0. Nice. Perfect. Nice. Perfect. And then I am also on there at Kate Preston42. She, she's the only one that has a real TikTok account. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm over here I making just noise. posted my first TikTok. Like, it's great. He's week. playing at hundreds of thousands of dollar piano. <laughs> um, looking fabulous with his hair pulled back. And, you know, it's go, go ahead and go check us all out. Follow us. Last Instagram, TikTok. Find us on the Facebooks. We're on Facebook. If you're still on the Facebooks. You can you can email us can at email get the letter N, the number two, the groove. Which uh, is right. also email. all of our social media tags. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on TikTok, get the, the letter N, the number two, the groove. Mm. Instagram, get the letter N, the number two, the groove. Mm. <laughs> Facebook, get the letter N, the number two, the groove. Our website, www.getthelettern2thegroove.com. And on Patreon, patreon.com slash get into the group. If you didn't understand, we're trying to make it efficient for you. Okay. So check us out. Check us out. Follow us, like us. Hit the buttons. Join our Patreon. Give us your money. I mean, if you want. Okay. (laughs) Support us. We appreciate it so much. That's what you meant, right? I I guess. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We super appreciate your support. And we can't wait to see you on Discord. Yes. We've. Upgraded majorly since we first started. Truly, we're in a damn studio now. Your support only <laughs> continues to help us mm. um, we're here grow. Victory Pick Jeannie studio. is our NPR is that- spokesperson. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You sounded exactly like the lady on NPR. Thank uh, you for your contribution. Let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Here we go. Bye! Bye.
doing? When, when are we doing these shots? I don't give a fuck. Now it's fine. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's Ooh, shot of choice. Shizzle product shizzle. Uh, All right. Here's oh, to. Well, hold on. What what are we drinking? Kinky uh, pink. We're drinking a, a naughty fusion of me, mango, passion fruit, and blood orange. I need a man's help. Where is he, honey? My hands are weak. Here, you t- are we trading? Yeah. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, here's to uh, here's to the Grammys not knowing what they're doing. Season season. Oh, and also season, season five. Five. Four. 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 You might Who was, like, sh- was shaming? You might like that initial sour feeling. It's okay. It's okay. Mm. 